0: I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to The Bear of Texas Podcast. What is up, my beautiful people? My name is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. The Bear of Texas, and this is Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of The Bear of Texas Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to recap the Champions League match day number four, And a hell of a last 48 hours for soccer. Fortunately, today I will be flying solo as my good friend and mentor Steve is apparently unavailable. Truth be told, I was really looking forward to hearing his thoughts on Liverpool, but I'm pretty sure that he's proud. And I'm sure that we all know being the genius that the man is, his words would have been absolutely unique. And most importantly, it would have merely been the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. That, ladies and gentlemen, is Steve Adams for you. And of course, Mr. Rod Angelus would have done the same thing because he too is a unique, creative genius in the sport of soccer when it comes to knowledge. I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, I will do whatever it takes in my power to get these two guys on the same episode. Because God knows how unique that'll be. God knows how amazing it'll be. So, anyway, let's go ahead and get started on the recap. We'll go ahead and start from yesterday, November 2nd. Well, first things first, uh, not surprisingly, Chelsea took the win on the road against uh, Malmo. It was certainly interesting to see Christian Pulisic be back in the lineup. As a matter of fact, he actually didn't start in the starting lineup. He was actually on the bench but it was good to see him come in. And all we can say is hopefully he stays healthy because uh, the USA's got some upcoming World Cup qualifiers. And Chelsea's already dealing with a lot of injuries with Timo Werner and uh, Romelu Lukaku uh, still out for the time being. And it's unclear when those two will return. Chelsea needs their firepower back. So. And Chelsea's one nothing win, you know, you know, I, I'm not surprised in it like this because, you know, with, with all the main fire firepower out, I knew that it would be difficult for Chelsea. But on the bright side, Mr. Edouard Mendy kept yet another clean sheet. So, that being said, you know, at, at this point, when it comes to Edouard Mendy, the chances of him keeping a clean sheet is, you know, more than likely, I would say. Uh, you, know, according, you know according to uh, BR football, he basically has 34 clean sheets in Champions League play. You know as a matter of fact, BR football actually mentions that uh, Edouard Mendy has allowed 34 goals and kept 34 clean sheets. So as they describe, Edouard Mendy's stats with Chelsea are perfectly balanced. But you know, rather than keeping, rather than you know, focusing on the goals allowed, when it comes to Edouard Mendy, it's the clean sheets that we like to talk about. So there we go. So congratulations to Chelsea. Congratulations to Edouard Mendy. And uh, all I can say is, well, keep up the good work. All right. Well, moving on, Villarreal took the win against the young boys. And uh, we'll get to that the standings. You know what? Go, we might as well do it now. Well, the standings of Group F. Manchester United actually managed to secure the, the top of the group for now. But if uh, we're going to be perfectly honest, the truth is Manchester United is only on top of the group due to goal differential. Because Manchester United and Villarreal both stand with two wins, one draw and one loss, seven points each. And like I said, it's the goal differential that's the difference right now. And speaking of Manchester United, you know, once again, they pull it off on Atalanta. Except in, the, in this case, Manchester United had to a, secure a, a draw. And of course, it was none other than Mr. Cristiano Ronaldo who had to save the day once again for the Red Devils. So, real taking their 2-0 win and then a 2-2 draw for Atalanta and Manchester United. Adelanta took the lead in the 12th minute, and and then right before the half, Cristiano Ronaldo would equalize. And then about 10 minutes into the, uh, excuse me, about 11 minutes into the second half, Adelanta once again takes the lead. And then I'm thinking, and then I'm, you know, I, I've been following, I was following this game. I was actually watching it on TV, and I'm thinking, well, Manchester United is, is blowing every chance to equalize. So I'm thinking, well, unfortunately, Manchester United's chances are really. Bad now because you know with this with this loss, let's not forget Manchester United would be thrusted back into third place. It was either third place or last place. I'm not sure, but the bottom line is, it would it would be embarrassing for Manchester United to start the day on top and then finish in third or in fourth. It's bad enough as it is because they still have to deal with the fact that Manchester United has been horrible lately. But Cristiano Ronaldo just once again emerges in injury time. And once again saves the Red Devils. So that being said, I guess it's safe to say that Cristiano Ronaldo really is saving Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's job. (laughs) So at this point, we can jokingly say Ole Gunnar Solskjaer will remain at Old Trafford as long as Cristiano Ronaldo says so, right? (laughs) But overall, you know, in the lineup, you know, I was actually, you know, it was good to see... A, a, a formation that's rarely used, you know, three defenders, four midfielders, two strikers, and one forward. Then Marcus Rashford and Bruno Fernandes working alongside each other. So Bruno Fernandes was actually deployed as a striker. And Paul Pogba was actually put in the midfield alongside Scott McTominay, Luke Shaw, and Aaron Wan-Bissaka. The defense uh, basically was uh, Harry Maguire, Rafael Varane, and, and Bailey. And, uh, and speaking of, of Rafael Varane... Ladies and gentlemen, I regret to inform you that the man has gotten injured yet again. The man suffered what appeared to have been a hamstring injury. Unfortunately, that is terrible news, ladies and gentlemen. As far as him being out, well, yep, according to ESPN, he has been ruled out for a month. Oh, just terrible luck for the Red Devils, huh? But I guess it could have been worse because they could have lost this game they didn't but losing Rafael Varan is just it's bad because Rafael Varan is what, is one of the best players i mean he's kind of basically uh, part of the reason why the, the defense needs to be held together so anyway so and for Manchester United this week playing Manchester City at home i mean you know at, at this point they, they they got they got to fight really hard but against Manchester City you know playing Man, uh, for Ma, against, playing against Manchester City at home Manchester United needs to sell for three points, nothing less. Anything less is going to be completely unacceptable. Well, Juventus really picked up the good win over Zenit. Paul Diabala scored a brace. Federico Chiesa and Alvaro Morata also was able to score. And, you know, from from the lineup... Well, first things first, it was good to see Weston McKinney get the start in this match. (sighs) Adrien Rabiot actually did not start. But it was it was certainly good to see Weston McKinney. And speaking of Juventus, Juventus has already secured qualification to the round of 16. You know, as, a, as a matter of fact, it's Juventus, Bayern Munich, Ajax, and Liverpool have all secured qualification to the round of 16. Now, they haven't exactly won the group yet, but I'll be honest. Of course, you know, based on the numbers, it's safe to say that even though it's not technically official yet, Liverpool has has the group secured because they're seven points they're seven points ahead of second place Porto, and we'll, we'll get to that situation in a little bit. So, even though technically it's not put in officially, Liverpool has has everything all under control. Like Liverpool just needs to fit, you know, Liverpool can be, can officially be declared the winners as early as the, as the next game, which will be later this month. But overall, it's safe to say Liverpool has got it under control. So go back to Juventus, and Juventus being 4-0, and Juventus' next match is against Chelsea. okay? And that's going to be at Stamford Bridge, so that, that's going to be difficult. And, and same thing with Juventus. If Juventus picks up the win against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, Juventus will have secured the group as well, because they've already beaten Chelsea, so if they beat Chelsea twice, it's obvious that they're to, the group is going to be theirs. <laughs> So anyway it's really different, you know, going through through all these results. So Bayern Munich had the five for two win a five for two win and Bayern Munich, you know, like I said, they've already secured qualification. They're perfect in the group so far. You know, all four of those groups, Juventus, Ajax, Liverpool. Um uh, <laughs> And, and and sorry, I lost my track of mind. Uh, all four of those clubs: it's, uh, Ajax, Juventus, Bayern, Bayern Munich, and Liverpool. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, their next games, if they you know if they all win their games respectively, yeah, that that 100 you know confirm that the group is theirs and And I have no doubt in my mind that they're gonna they're gonna win their next game. So anyway, sorry, I, brief, I briefly lost my train of thought. It's just been a it's been a long day, ladies and gentlemen. So moving on, you know what? This is actually very interesting. I didn't actually speak about this about in, in one of my articles, an article that actually... I didn't talk about Group G, but... It is so strange that Sevilla is buried at the bottom. Three draws and one loss. RB Salzburg is on top, and Lille is actually in second place. I mean, I knew that the odds were not in Lille's favor, but just imagine if Lille actually manages to go to the round of 16 of the, groups, of, of the Champions League. I mean, that would be huge in the city of Lille, France. That would be absolutely huge. Now, there is a tie between Lille and Wolfsburg for, uh, like, like that. So, Lille, in their case, they're going to have to find a way to win the next game. I mean, Lille beats Sevilla on the road. So, <laughs> that is pretty freaking huge. And Lille has RB Salzburg at home November 23rd. So, Lille's going to have to win that match. It's, it's a must-win situation, no doubt. But... All I can say to Lila is, keep up the good work, baby. All right. Well, Barcelona, you know, beating Dynamo Kiev, one nothing on the road. Barcelona still in deep shit. Ansu Fati, you know, putting Barcelona up in the 70th minute. You know, looking at you know the starting lineup. You know, Gavi was actually put in 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 the front three. Was actually used as deployed as a striker. You know Bar- Barcelona. I mean, they picked up the win. You know, the win's a win, but Barcelona overall is just f- far from being convincing. And once, and, and we already talked about you know the two to two tie between Adelata and Manchester United. So that that pretty much finishes uh, the first part of match day four. Now we get to part two. Well, starting off with Real Madrid picking up the win against Shakhtar Donetsk. Hope I hope I'm saying that correctly. It was certainly good to see Karim Benzema score a brace. And as a matter of fact, what's really interesting is that Kareem Benzema scored the 1,000th Champions League goal in Real Madrid's history. That, ladies and gentlemen, is too sweet. Yeah. Professional wrestling term of the NWO, the New Year Old Order. Kareem Benzema scored Real Madrid's 1,000th goal. And check this out. Real Madrid is the first team in Champions League history to reach 1,000 goals in the competition. That is cool. And speaking of Kareem Benzema, Kareem Benzema is now the oldest player at the age of 33 to score more than once in a Champions League game since a a player named Ferent Puskas did it back in 1965. Wow. Yeah, that's Kareem Benzema for you. Just, you know, scoring goals, breaking records, success, success, success. You know, I'm just drawing even more excited to see Kareem Benzema play for France in the next World Cup. and But France still has to qualify. But uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Well, speaking of uh, Real Madrid, in, the, in their position of the group is really interesting. Group D. They're on top. You know, they're, they're trailing Inter Milan, who's in second by two points. I really believe in my heart that Real Madrid and Inter Milan... They're going to win their next two games, respectively. But in Real Madrid's case, you know... The, their next game is against uh, Sheriff Terespo. And let, let's not forget, Sheriff pulled off the massive upset beating Real Madrid in the, in the first game. Okay? So November 24th, Real Madrid will be on the road to take on Sheriff Terespo before playing the final Champions League group game December 7th at home against Inter Milan. In my honest opinion... It's gonna come down to, it's it's gonna come down to to that game, Real Madrid and Inter Milan because the winner of that match wins the group officially. It might actually be, I mean, if, if Real Madrid wins their game and if Inter Milan somehow suffers a draw in their next game, which is kind of unlikely, but you never know. Uh, because speaking, of, Inter Milan will play Shakhtar at home, but and I don't see them tying in this one. Real Madrid's basically going to be officially crowned champions in their game against uh, against the Inter Milan at home December 7th. So that's the way I see it going. But at the end of the day, Real Madrid and Inter Milan just both need to win out their... Well, Real Madrid needs to win out their two games. Inter Milan probably just has to win their next game and then kind of like hope for the best against Real Madrid in order to secure uh, advancing to the uh, knockout round of the Champions League. But we can just immediately assume that it's safe that Real Madrid, and Inter Milan should be good to go. Shakhtar Donetsk is basic, and uh, Sheriff Tiraspol will be fighting for third place. And I'm looking at again, once again, at Group D. I think Shakhtar Donetsk is basically finished because they're buried with one point, and they have yet to win a game. Sh- uh, Sheriff Tiraspol is at two wins and, and two losses with six points. So, so we'll see. <laughs> I mean, the finish of this group is definitely going to be interesting, but. I still think that Real Madrid, Los Blancos, are going to finish on top. So anyway, moving on to Milan and Porto finishing a 1-1 draw. It's very interesting because Porto took the lead in the 6th minute. And Milan equalized the courtesy of an own goal. And it looked as though Milan would would have scored a game-winning goal. But unfortunately, it was uh, erased because of an onside. Which is uh, pretty freaking devastating, honestly. In my case, what's really sad is that my boy Olivier Giroud got the start, but unfortunately could not produce anything. He was eventually substituted out, and Zlatan Ibrahimovic came in, and unfortunately, in his case too, because Zlatan's one of my favorite players too, he unfortunately could not produce a goal. Just not, just just not, just bad luck for AC Milan. But in AC Milan's case, they finally got a point, but they're winless, so it's safe to say Milan is is unfortunately. Not going to the Europa League, unfortunately they're not going anywhere, and, and, and that's too bad. It really is. It's too bad. <sighs> Getting a little emotional. Well, let's go on to the, one of the uh, highlight games: Liverpool and Atletico Madrid. Well, what happened in the, in the first game? Atletico Madrid was pretty pissed off, and going to this game, Antoine Griezmann was suspended due to where uh, automatic red card he he uh, received in the first match. Well, this game was not so good for Atletico Madrid at all. Within the first 20 minutes, Liverpool was up 2-0. Diogo Jota gave the Reds the early 1-0 lead in the 13th minute, and 8 minutes later, Sadio Mane doubles it. And Atletico Madrid just could not have an answer. But unfortunately, in the 36th minute, Felipe received an automatic red card for a tackle on Sadio Mane. And I question that. Now, I don't question the fact that it was... a Bad tackle. It was definitely a bad tackle. The only thing wrong is, I just don't think that should have been a straight red card. A yellow card would have been reasonable because a yellow card, I would have agreed with it. But a red card, I feel like was too much. But I will admit this. Sadio Mane got fouled several times and was treated poorly. I mean, Sadio Mane got fouled on one, uh, one play. And Sadio Mane made the mistake of letting, letting his emotions get the better of him and that resulted in him getting a yellow card so i mean at the same time it it was ridiculous because as far as I, as far as i know the atletico madrid who fouled him never got never got booked so so i thought that was completely ridiculous i mean unfortunately in sadio mane's case you know you you can't really argue this anymore because you can't deny the fact that there's a history of him being fouled and the referees turning a blind eye to it i mean it, it's completely ridiculous from this game, you know, and one of the stories from this, you know, from I saw on Twitter was that Atletico Madrid manager Diego Simeone apparently refused to shake Jurgen Klopp's hand, and I shared this, and of course I asked my good friend and my mentor, Steve, who as we know is a strong supporter of Liverpool, and we all know that he's apparently not a fan of Diego Simeone whatsoever, basically says that he's not surprised, and you know what... (laughs) And the words of Steve is that it's actually very interesting. So check this out. Well, I don't know if if I'm going to say everything. But, but of course, I asked him. that He's not surprised. And basically, Steve basically says, Simeone has about as much imagination as his all-black outfits. I mean, we all know that Steve is obviously not a fan of Diego Simeone. But for Diego Simeone to snub the handshake... And apparently he did that. He did it again. So I'm. I mean, I don't. I don't remember him doing this in the first meeting. But the fact that he he did it again, I mean, this is this is not a good. This is not a good look on Diego Simeone's image. But you know, the, the bottom line is Liverpool won fair and square. You can't say that Liverpool won in controversial fashion. I mean, that's completely ridiculous and it's completely untrue. I mean, the fact that it's already ridiculous. But the truth of the matter is, you know, it's quite frankly ridiculous. Liverpool dominated Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid just could not get anything going. You know, Atletico Madrid had uh, no shots on target, okay? And they had, and and, and, and they, they, they just couldn't produce. I mean, they had a couple of they threatened a few times, but but could not get it. Now, Real Madrid's defense, uh, excuse me, Atletico Madrid's defense did their job uh, to the best of their abilities. They had a total of 15 clearances, and the Atletico Madrid goalkeeper had a total of 4 saves, while Liverpool's Alisson actually did not make a save, although Liverpool's defense had 10 clearances and 11 interceptions. But you know, looking at it, you know, Liverpool had a total of 7 successful crosses and 649 successful passes and 712 total passes, while Atletico Madrid only had 262 total passes and 189 that were successful. And you know Liverpool well in their case I mean there was a couple of mistakes cuz they, they had two big chances that were missed okay but at the end of the day Liverpool won fair and square and and that's un- that, that can't be argued so so at the end of the day you know and and I and I say this even and I wrote this in an article about what Liverpool has to do in order to be at Atletico Madrid I said to everybody that even though Antoine Griezmann would not be there there would be no doubt in my mind that Atletico Madrid would, would still be a threat with Luis Suarez, um, Angel Correa, and, of course, uh, the por- the Portuguese dude, uh, Jao Felix. Felix oh, I really hope I'm pron- pronouncing that correctly. Jao F- Felix. You know, but Atletico Madrid's attack just could not find a way to put the ball in the back of the net. They had their chances, but they just couldn't do it. But what's really embarrassing was that they couldn't even get a shot on goal. That's pretty embarrassing to me. That's unfortunate too, but you know it is what it is. At the end of the day, <sighs> Cobra Madrid just could not get it done. So, but but I guess the the highlight of this, you know, talking about Diego Simeone snubbing the handshake again, it's it, it it's horrible, man. It is a it, it's a lack of class and you know. <sighs> I mean, there we go. I guess that's the best way. And it was a lack of class, and and it really doesn't it really doesn't help Atletico Madrid's situation because now I'm looking at once again the standings. The standings of Group B. Atletico Madrid is sitting with four points, with one win, one draw, and two losses. Okay, and now they're down in third place. Porto is ahead of them by one point. Okay. I mean, Atletico Madrid, there's two, still two, two games left, so they're going to have to win them at all costs because Atletico Madrid could still secure a, 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 an appearance to the Europa League. I mean, technically, it's going to be a relegation to the Europa League, which will be a bit embarrassing, but you know what? In Atletico Madrid's case, consider yourself lucky that you can still compete for... the You, you can still fight for a, a spot in one competition because Milan is out of contention whatsoever. So... Speaking of Atletico Madrid, now they're done with Liverpool in both games. Atletico Madrid's next game is at home against Milan. Okay, before they'll play on the road in Porto. So all I can tell is Atletico Madrid win out the next two two games, and then you'll be okay. Win them out. And I say win them. I say win them. Because, you know, if they can beat Porto, if, if they can beat Milan, which I'm pretty sure they will, if they beat Porto... Atletico Madrid will, will secure second place and they'll go to the round of 16. So, anyway, and I think the last thing I want to say between Atletico Madrid and Liverpool, I think it's safe to say now that there's a major rivalry between Atletico Madrid and Liverpool. And it's only the beginning of that rivalry. That rivalry might intensify in, in the next cup, coming years. So, moving on. Sporting, uh, CP Sporting, pick up the 4 nothing win against Besiktas. As far as sporting goes, I mean, two wins and two losses. They're in six. They're tied with with six points with Borussia Dortmund, who also has two points and uh, and two uh, two excuse me two wins and two losses. So that'll be some uh, competition between the two. As I mentioned earlier, Ajax is a perfect four zero, and they're six points clear of Dortmund, who's in second. other well, six points clear of both teams, you know, there's a tie for, a tie for third, but goal di- goal differential. Allows Dortmund to take second place at the moment, but and it's not much to say about sportsing. You know, at Ajax, you know, picking up the three to one win on the road against Dortmund and Dortmund, you know, Mats Hummels, the defender, picked up a straight red card in the 29th minute, and Marco Reus would put Dortmund up one nothing, a few minutes later, but in the second half, after in the after the seventieth minute, you know, in the final twenty minutes. Ajax just, you know, put three goals, and, you know, Ajax has just been, it's just, it's just playing fantastic. You know, at this point, Ajax could actually be uh, the dark horse of the tournament. Ajax really, tr- truly could. And speaking of Ajax, you know, like I said, they gotta win out, just win out the next two games, they could be declared the the top group winner, their group winner is the next game. November 24th, they'll play Besiktas at, on the road, and they'll finish at home against Sporting, so... All they, if they if they went out and finished a perfect six zero, I mean, at that point, they'll be more than they could be more regarded more than a dark horse. They could actually be a favorite to win the title. But speaking of Dortmund, you know, I, I gotta take a look at the lineup for this game. Hmm. Er, Erling Holland actually was not in the starting lineup. Well, that is very interesting. Was he? In that? He he was not actually okay. I was not aware of the fact that is he that the guy is hurt. Well, is he hurt or was it a red? Didn't he pick up a red card? Hold on. I don't remember him picking up a red card. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm guessing Erling Haaland must be. Uh, must be injured. I mean, as a matter of fact. I better check it out right now. I mean, I really am curious to see what's going on. I haven't heard too much about him. Okay, yeah, he is injured. Okay, and, and as a matter of fact, 14 hours ago, Goal.com released a story saying that he may likely be out until Christmas. Apparently, Erling Holland's father confirmed it. <laughs> wow, well, that, that that strikes a major blow to uh, Borussia Dortmund. That's a huge loss, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Okay, well, well I guess in their case, you know, without, without Erling Holland. It's going to be proved to be proven difficult. So, I mean, all Ajax has to do is win out. And I think Ajax, I think Group C is as good as theirs already. So, anyway. So, now moving on to the final two games. Well, speaking of, well, Inter and Sheriff, like I said, there's really not much to say. That uh, The fact that, you know, Inter Milan took the, the win on the road, and Inter Milan still has life. But so sort of, sir sort of, But now we go to Manchester City beating Club Brugge. We basically go to Group A. You know, Manchester City picking up the four nothing win. They needed it. Okay, after suffering that two nothing loss at home, I believe it was to Crystal Palace in, in Premier League play, they they couldn't lose back to back games. They could they, they couldn't suffer losing back to back games at home, and especially to Club Brugge, that would have been humiliating. it was pretty, you know, destruction. You know, Phil Foden gave Manchester City the lead. But then after that, two minutes later, apparently, Manchester City put the ball in the back of their own net, which which equalized. And it was a 1-1 for a while. I was thinking, man, this would be humiliating for Manchester City. But in the 54th minute, Riyad Marez makes it 2-1. And then the 72nd minute, Raheem Sterling makes it 3-1. And Gabriel Jesus puts the icing on the cake and makes it 4-1 in stoppage time. Well, as a result of this, and you know the fact, the fact that <clears throat> that PSG suffered a draw against RP Leipzig, who's winless, you know, with one point. I mean, you know, RP, you know, PSG sh- should have lost this game, to be honest, because PSG was just was horrible. <sighs> I mean, it, it's embarrassing, you know. And I'm, I'm looking at the stats, I, 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 saw, I saw part of the game, but missed a lot of it. You know, RP Leipzig actually had. More had longer ball possession, had more passes, had more and had more shots on target. So, so PSG got lucky, but unfortunately, you know, PSG was closing in on the win before President Kipembe, you know, commits a foul that allows RP Leipzig to tie the game. I mean, earlier, earlier in that game, you know, RP Leipzig had had, had a penalty saved. But unfortunately, this time, they were able to convert. And, you know, just like that, PSG went from, you know, P- PSG just pissed it away. And and as, as a result of it, Manchester City is now on top of the group by only one point. But, you know, in, in, in Manchester City's case, if they if they beat, you know, with the remaining two games, they're going to have to beat Manchester City. They're going to have to beat PSG to secure it. I mean... They got RP Leipzig on the road in the final game. But on November 24th, Manchester City and PSG will have the rematch. And this time, it's going to be in Manchester. So in PSG's case, in order to secure the group, they're going to have to win their next two games. Big time. Because looking at the standings right now, both teams have two games. So if PSG loses to Manchester City... And, Man- and Manchester City win- beats, RP Le- uh, beats R.P. Leipzig? Manchester City will have 15 points. And if PSG manages to win their final game at home against the Club Rouge, that'll be 11th. So. Yeah, PSG's g- PSG cannot lose. If PSG loses Manchester City, their hopes of, of, of winning the group will be dead in the water. So, Manchester City now has the advantage... PSG is now under pressure, and as we see many times, pressure is not too kind to PSG. So PSG is gonna have to go to Manchester City, go to Manchester, and beat Manchester City on the road. It was already difficult today. They didn't have Lionel Messi, but they still they still could have won. They didn't do it, and quite frankly, they sh- RP Leipzig should have won this game. PSG is lucky. It's a, it's a bad situation for them, but you know you're lucky that it, that you still got a point because you you could have easily coughed it all up. <sighs> Now, I don't want to bash too much on Les Parisians. I It was good to see, you know, Jorginho Wijnaldum, you know, finally you know score a couple of goals. I don't remember, I think it was like, a, I know they mentioned it was at least, you know, 15 goals, and he had 15 games and he hadn't scored a goal. Then he scores a brace in the Champions League game, and it was certainly amazing in the first goal that Kylian Mbappe provided the assist. So it was good to see, you know, Kylian Mbappe be a team player. But over, but overall, I mean, I guess it would have been better if if Mbappe would have scored a goal. But you know, in the, in the 39th minute, when Jorginho made it two to one, because let's keep mind, let's not forget, Arpi Leipzig took the lead in the eighth minute. It could have been two nothing four minutes later, but that penalty was saved by Gianluigi Donnarumma. But Marquinhos provided the assist in the second PSG goal. So there was a bit of positivity, but at the end of the day, Les Parisiens did not win, and that's embarrassing. So. Man. Well, anyway, so that, that takes care of the recap of the game. So looking up the next games, match day number 5. First half will be November 23rd. Villarreal will play Manchester United at home. Barcelona will play Benfica at home. Chelsea and Juventus round 2 at Stamford Bridge and Juventus needs to win this game in order to, to secure the group. If Chelsea wins this wins this game, well, then the t- Chelsea has a shot of winning the group. Dynamo Kiev will play Bayern Munich at home. Bayern Munich is definitely going to win that one, no doubt. As mentioned earlier, Lille will play RB Salzburg at home, and Lille definitely needs the win. Ajax plays Besiktas on the road. Inter Milan will play Shakhtar at home. And once again, and Sporting uh, Sporting will be hosting Borussia Dortmund, who again will be without Erling Holland. Sporting uh, CP really does have a chance. Of course, there's Atletico Madrid at home t- uh, featuring Milan, AC Milan the rematch between Manchester City and PSG, Liverpool hosting Porto, Club Rouge hosting RP Leipzig, and Sheriff Tiraspol featuring Real Madrid. <clears throat> well, while I'm here, let's go ahead and give a couple of predictions. Now, if by then, if Timo Werner and Romelu Lukaku are healthy, if there's a healthy Lukaku, a healthy Werner, and a healthy Christian Pulisic, Chelsea is going to win this game big time against Juventus. That's right, I've said it. It'll be interesting to see Christian Pulisic take on a, take on Weston McKinney. That'll be fun. <clears throat> now, as far as Manchester City and PSG, I hate to say it, but I think I think Manchester City is winning that one. They're not going to let PSG humiliate them at home. In fact, I'd be shocked if Manchester City actually lost to, to PSG at home. So, unfortunately for PSG, you, you had your chance. You couldn't get it done, but you know, if PSG wins, then you know, like I said, their hopes are alive of winning the group, but unfortunately, I don't see that coming. Unless you know PSG, if there's if Lima, Messi, and Neymar and everybody's healthy and they actually get it together, then there there may be a chance, but I just don't see it happening. I think Manchester City wins comfortably. Liverpool definitely is gonna take the win against Porto. I don't see Atletico Madrid losing to AC Milan. And what I'm really hoping for is that Real Madrid extracts a little bit of revenge against Sheriff Tiraspol and takes the win this time, which I'm pretty sure will happen. Well, alright. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, Into the Net FC is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank y'all very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see y'all next time.